0: Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast of Live Transformed. I'm Bob Meisner joined by my beautiful wife Audrey. Good to Ooh, see you this morning. Thanks
1: for the compliment. And
0: uh, across the uh, internet here I've got Dr. Jim Richards. And
1: he's looking hey. mighty fine. Yeah, just You're looking, looking mighty fine today.
0: Uh-huh. Well, you know what? I just got up uh, I just got up today feeling
2: loved by God, and couldn't help
1: it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you you look really good.
2: <laughs> you know, he he beautifies us with, salva- uh, with salvation. See, so wh- what can you say? You got to get better looking
1: every day to God,
2: anyhow,
0: even yeah. if it's not to anybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: And we get up and and you know turn on the computer and sit down and you know start the podcast. But this morning, I I had a good morning as well. Got up and yep. took the dog to the park and you know got to meet all the neighbors and all the dogs got to greet each other as well. So. Yep. It's it, so funny how Bob
1: and I took different paths, and I went into the desert all by myself and had an incredible moment where I experienced God's love, and then I fell down, face planted right into the mm. desert. But I landed in a bush, and it smelled so good that I ripped. <laughs> I said, "Man, if I wouldn't have fallen, I wouldn't have been able to smell this bush." That's right. And then I took a handful of the leaves and just smelled them all the way home. It was a good one.
2: You know, one of the first thing that pops in my mind when you when you guys talk about that. And Face slanting or what? That, well, all of it. <laughs> you know, you know, religion and and self righteous preachers. I've always said this. You know, when a self righteous preacher gets through describing the perfect Christian, you realize he's drawn a picture of himself. <laughs> and 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 so one of the problems is whatever you know Paul warned against preaching ourselves. He mm-hmm. says you know we don't preach ourselves and. Preaching ourselves is when we get into a subjective way of interpreting the Scripture that's all about our experience and our preferences. But my point is, you know, in, in religion, everybody has to enjoy God the way that person tells you they enjoy God. Yes. And, you know, just listening to, you know, to you guys you know and, and like you know we're all making the same journey yeah but you got up and enjoyed god enjoyed the community enjoyed life enjoyed your morning doing totally the opposite but the common denominator was enjoy God. God. W- God was was the source. He was in the middle of the mix. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And,
1: and our relationship has has really just recently come to the place of safety where we can just let each other go yeah, and just right. you know not have to do things together. Well, and just and, understand uh, and also
0: just the differences. Yeah. And a lot of times, too many times, you know, with relationships, is it's where are, we have the differences that we discover our conflicts or our irritations. And so this morning. Of course, uh, uh, Mr. Amazon had a package for me at the front door, and it's it's like they visit me almost every day. But, but uh, inside, I had my green tea, so I got my I got a new green tea, and then as well, I got a a twenty dollar uh, soldering iron. Woohoo! hoo! I knew I <laughs> this is excitement for me. I, I thought well, I, I was got excited. a real good I deal. I was excited.
1: I could smell that bush, so whatever. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But smoking, burning uh, solder, you know, you know. For me, yesterday, Jim, and oh, I should. Okay, I'm I'm running crazy here, Uh, but anyway. So I get that, and I got a thrill out of fixing a microphone cable. Yeah, absolutely. And Audrey says, so, did it come with all of those drill bits? And I'm like, it's not a drill, and those are not drill bits. <laughs> so she's she's trying to describe this. I was just trying to involve myself
1: joy. in your convers in your in yeah. your joy because right, right. you're having a lot of joy. I could yeah, tell, I and, did. I, and I, I did not understand any of it.
2: You know, and and in, in ministerial counseling, you know, over the years, when couples would come, one of the number one things that they would say was, you know, I. I My my husband and I, or my wife and I, just we just don't have that much in common. There's nothing holding us together, and I'm I'm (laughs) like, that should be one of the factors that holds you together. Exactly. One of the great secrets of of mine and Brenda's relationship, staying fervent all these years, is that we both have our own lives.
1: Exactly. You
2: know, like I I'm I'm an early riser. I get up in the morning and and uh, when I'm uh, except for these last few years where i've gone through some health serious health problems when i get up in the mornings i generally get up i exercise pray meditate read the word study and i do all that before she ever gets up mm-hmm. and you know and favorite she part a,
1: of your day right
2: yeah yeah and she it. she doesn't you know she does she's not a she's not a somebody who enjoys the morning Now she's better than about it than she used to be uh-huh. but there was a time in my life i would have been critical of her because of that you know so like you need to be up early like me you know kind of when I was young I would have been that way but but the point is is that is that we do all of these different things and but because we don't do everything together when we get together we've got something new to talk about
1: yes yeah we
2: got something new to share you know I've been around people where it's like they've told every story they have to tell they have nothing new to say to their spouse, and and they're bored. You know, they're just yeah. absolutely bored. We
1: had a so pretty action filled morning. You know, the, the yeah, falling down, yeah. the smell of the bush, and then your soldering thing, and then <laughs> you know, like it. That's just it. But you know, I'm I'm really even just up to a few years ago, I would have wanted to please Bob to the point where I would yeah. have gone to the park with him and Winston, even though I don't really yeah. enjoy just throwing a ball and talking to neighbors. I really want right. my time with Jesus alone. Like yep. that's very important to me in the mornings. But Bob and Winston, like they're best friends, him and his yeah. dog, and you know, you enjoy talking to neighbors. You're my best friend. Oh babe. yeah, 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 Come me too, me, me and Winston. Come on. Well,
2: you know when me, you know, I take my dog Hooch for a walk. You know, pretty much every day, and and you know, while he's while he's peeing on everything that he can find, <laughs> you know, you know to mark his territory. You know, I'm usually praying and worshiping and 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 meditating and thinking yeah. about you know whatever Absolutely. God's speaking to me about, and it's just so so. All of that to say just what we started out saying is, man, it's just so incredibly great. We don't have to become a carbon copy of anybody else in order to have this great right.
0: life. So let me so, let me just no, jump sorry. in here, Jim. No, yeah.
1: that's good. It's let so me jump true. in here
0: because what I want to do today is just, you know, continue the conversation with regards to transformation. We have wonderful series you know that that are here a part of this podcast that I can't encourage people enough to go back and listen to. Uh, you won't get it the first time. But then what I want to talk about today is 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 the transformation. And I think a lot of times people feel as though they have to do or become something that they are not. Right? And, and and that in that effort in that work, and it's almost as though they're living a a dual life yeah. where they've yeah. got their Jesus life and they're trying to get it together. And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, now I got to go to work, or now I got to go and and you know uh, be a part of family, earn money, yeah. whatever it might be. And they're trying to marry these two. And so today I thought it would be great just to talk about yeah. how natural and uh, how. Uh, effortless transformation really needs to be in the life of a of, of a follower of Jesus. Well, even with what we're talking about this morning, you know where yeah. my
2: mind was going along that track is, is is the fact that first of all, I'm not becoming like anybody else says I have to be. Right. Yeah. But uh,
0: pe- but people listen to a podcast like this mm-hmm. because they they really enjoy your teaching and the mm-hmm. instruction that you give and it's like I want to become more like Dr. Richards and and it's a lot of uh, conversation the, the, wor- that, the world that- cannot handle that <laughs> the, 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 the world cannot handle two of us you know
1: I think one of Dr. Jim Richards But that, but you see
0: yeah. because we spend so much time together and you yeah. have so uh uh, influenced our lives and and have been such a, a a great mentor to us. People will hear us share and speak and talk, and they say, "Oh, you're like Dr. Richards." You see, you say the but, same things. You see what I'm saying, and so they yeah, but what, they want to listen yeah. and they want to become more like you.
2: But what they're what they're not getting, first of all, if people really get what I teach, it's very principled. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's not. Uh, it, it's not uh, it's not cookie cutter it's not formula based it's very principled and so saying what walking in love in your marriage might look like it would involve the same truths and mm-hmm. the same principles but it would involve the same actions right and so like with, with you guys and i've al- i've always said this about you guys i've said it to you both many yeah. times I've said it in public when we're speaking together is that you know I may have helped influence you on your journey, but I never defined your journey and you all have never changed who you are as individuals as a result of anything I've ever, you know, helped you
0: see about God. Right. And 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 let me let me say this as well on that point because it's it's very important. There were times that I really wished that you would. Yeah, you see, and I would and I would push you, and it's like, come on, Jim, just tell me what to do. You know, just give me those next three steps. Yeah, and and whenever I did, it was like those were the times you'd pull away, and it's like, this is you've got to figure this one out on your own. Yeah, yeah,
2: and, and you know, here's the deal: transformation. And again, you know, when you say a word, I, I'm always so conscious of this. There are no words that totally and completely explain the truth. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what we're saying, we're, we're at best painting a picture that we don't even see completely. And so we're giving our representation of something through our life experience and another person is looking at it and based on their life experience, they're interpreting it. And so, so that's why at the end of the day, no matter what you learn or think you've learned or what you know, it's pretty much meaningless until you take it into your life and figure out what does this have to do with how I live, where I'm going, my, 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 my whole journey. Because all God all God really wants, the whole transformation process is not about getting you where You're more acceptable to God. It's not about earning you something with God. The whole transformation process is about you not only becoming who you really are in Jesus, but really becoming the best version of you that could ever exist. And I think that
1: that happens when we experience God's love every day in a very personal and very unique way. And I think probably one of the most important principles, like you're saying, that we have gleaned off you, and it it does sound basic, but it's not, and that is this, to not leave the house or leave what, I mean, I do leave the house because I go experience God's love in the desert, but don't start, really start your day until you are completely, legitimately experiencing your the love of god for that day for that moment for that making it very present if that makes yep. sense because right. that very principle is though i would say the bottom line one thing that changes everything because then when i know how much he loves me i the more i know he loves me the more i just become myself and I probably even get shamelessly myself. Like it almost starts mm-hmm. to become like I'm not even going to apologize for my personality or whatever that is, because God just loves me, you know, in this in this place. Yep.
2: Well, that's a, that's a journey. That's a journey that everybody should be making. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm a walk in love, and so that keeps me from being a jerk in any aspect of my. Of my char- my nature, my character, my behavior pattern. So, I've got I, you know, it's got to all be tempered by God's definition of love. But really, if we're walking in love, we should be unapologetic about who we are.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because it's very loving. But we do have unique personalities, and we, yeah. as we started at the beginning of this podcast, we all experience Him in a very unique way. But that's what makes it awesome because it's so personal. Like that's what makes it way better. Um, I remember one time when just recently we were counseling a couple over Skype and they were like, you know, when I put, when I start saying these empowering beliefs, I feel like I'm just doing positive thinking. What's the difference? You know, and we said, Mm -hmm. because it, it, it must become personal for you where you are experiencing that even with your senses of what that means to you. If you are, if you're declaring over yourself and writing on your heart, I am fully loved. What does that feel like? What does it look like? What does it smell like?
2: You know? And, you know, the difference between just positive thinking and stating the truth is, you know, the positive affirmations are designed to convince you of something that, in in fact, you don't see as being true. Yeah. Whereas a statement of faith is... I am acknowledging what is true. I you, love that. But you may not see it on the outside yet.
1: You know what? I've never heard you say it like that and that makes so much sense to me. The positive affirmations are designed to convince you of something that isn't true, but the statement of faith is because of who Jesus is in me and what he has done, it's already there.
0: It has to be. Yeah, and, absolutely. And this is what endears me, you know, to our relationship is because it really is all about jesus it really is all about what my father my god says about me which is just huge because then that becomes my absolute that becomes my foundation you know when when you feel as though the world wants to throw you one way or another it it really is on this rock i can stand i can build my house on this rock, and and that is something that this um, new gospel almost is is coming out, where it brings everything into question, which is just so surprising to me. And but when you we've got to come back to Jesus, yeah, we got to go back to the to
2: the absolute truths. Yeah, you know, and and this thing about transformation, you know, one of the things that that. You know, I've had people that that felt like they understood freedom, and you know they had some really unbiblical concepts of freedom. Uh, and and I had a I had a friend one time. He said, "Jim, you just put too much emphasis on us changing." I said, "Well, first of all, I actually never talk about yeah, changing. yeah." I was going to say,
1: "Really? I've never heard that."
2: You know, that's the way you're interpreting it, the way you're hearing it. But I do talk about transformation, and you know, Romans eight twenty nine. Is one of those? Um, what I I'm trying to think of the term I used to use. There are certain well, there's certain predestined uh, 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 goals that God has. Now, see, we read predestined in, in the Bible, and we think that that means that God determines some things for some people and not for others. Well, that's really not true. But God had predestined goals for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that.
2: and and a predestined goal is something that is so important that even before man the world was created, before man you know was was breathed brought to life, before the fall, before sin, before any of those things, God had a purpose. And you know one of his pr- predetermined purposes, was that Jesus would be the focal point of all eternity, mm-hmm. and that, and that everything that would glorify God would ultimately only be understood through the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in that predeter in those predetermined goals that God had in order to in order to make Jesus the center point, the focal point. One of the things he says in Romans eight twenty nine is he says, it says, for whom he, whom he foreknew, he predestined or predetermined that we would be conformed or transformed into his likeness. So us coming when we came to Jesus, when we started this journey, God, you know, by the new birth made us as righteous as we're ever going to get. He put in us all of his life, all of all of his word, all of his mm-hmm, truth. Mm-hmm. And he says, now, the ultimate glory is, is not, you're not becoming so much, you're not losing your personality, you're not right. losing all these things. But the ultimate glory is that you be transformed to be just like Jesus because Jesus was transformed when he came to planet Earth. To be the exact representation of God.
1: Of his Father, yes, yeah. yes.
2: And so that's one of those things that was so important that it was determined before we were ever here, before mm-hmm. we were ever created, before there was ever sin. And all of that has to do with Jesus being the focal point yes. of, of the glory of God. Yes. So it, that doesn't mean that we're having to go out here and struggle and try to change because that's not how we become like Jesus. You know, inwardly we are like Jesus, but it's not manifesting yet because of, of really, really just because of one thing. We don't yet see Him as He is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get into that part of it. Yet. But but what but I, what I want to say is this: I'm I know my experience, and I believe most believers experience at some point early in their journey with God, early in their salvation experience, was the realization. I need a change.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that
2: would that would be the way we would have looked at it then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've heard me use this example before. You know, uh, I believe it was Clint Black did the country song. And I always always joke around about this famous prophet. That's you know this country music prophet. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know one of his songs with uh, the hook line in it was "Wherever you go, there you are." Right. And you guys know a little bit of, about my history. You know, you know when I was a kid. And I started doing this when I was about 13 years old. If if life got unbearable for me, I would just climb out the window and hitchhike off to another state somewhere, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. run away. And, you know, I'd stay there until it got unbearable there. And then I'd hitchhike or get enough money to get on a bus and go somewhere. And, you know, and I did that, you know, for years. I did that up until I was about 18 years old. Uh, just going from place to place, and and the thing that I discovered was no matter where I went, eventually everything turned out the same. And I was I was smart enough, even as a drug crazy, you know, sinner, to realize that I was the common denominator. And if that if I didn't change, it didn't really matter where I was. All this was just going to keep happening. And I believe everybody on some level, see, most people didn't, probably that's listening probably didn't live as corrupt of a life or as violent of a life or as you know messed up of a life as I lived. So it may not have been as dramatic, but I believe everybody early in their walk with Jesus had that realization that, you know what, I need to be... More, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be a better person than I am. I want, you know, that sort of thing.
1: And I think the realization is actually a desire. You actually have that desire because you do love Jesus and you think, I actually have a a desire. No one's even telling me this. I want to, you know, be like him.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the majority of our listening audience are people that have been um, really uh, molded by a religious system. Yeah. And they're just like... initially, Yeah, but they're like, I want to break out of this. Right. Because this isn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't the way right. I thought my life would be. And they're not happy with themselves, and they're not happy no. in their life. And that was, you know, that's where you and I found each other. You know, in our relationship after 17 years of marriage was, we. this isn't what we planned. And mm-hmm. this isn't, you know, but...
1: This wasn't supposed to happen to us. It wasn't
0: supposed to happen and this isn't where we, you know, should be. But then the question was is how do we get to where we really want to be?
1: Not where we were, but where we right, where we, right. Where we want to be. Right because
0: we can't afford to go back to where no, we were. No,
1: no, no. And
0: and that's why, you know, we, we need to begin to take a look at this, you know, what is the common denominator here, mm-hmm. you know, in this relationship in my life because it seems as though no matter where I go, there I am. Yeah. And, and the, eventually, and there, and there's and my problem. that chaos problems. keeps following yeah. me. Yeah.
2: yeah, I saw a post in Facebook back uh, a year or so ago, and it really caused a lot of havoc between me and a friend, because it, this guy would often refer to me as somebody who was a great influence in his life and all this kind of stuff. And he, he had a page, Facebook post that said, uh, man, I thank God that that God has no interest in me developing my character.
1: Wow. And.
2: Uh, and Because so he, he thought he was free. you know, yeah. he, he, he defined freedom as, I'm free from anything. Well, freedom always has, in the Bible, the word freedom and liberty is always connected to walking in love, and walking in love really is treating people based on how God's commandments tell you mm-hmm, to treat them. Mm-hmm, so th- mm-hmm. there's a whole perversion out there of what yes. freedom is about. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, I, I private messaged the guy two or three times, and, and he never would respond. So finally, I just went to the post and just said, you know, this is, this is absolutely not true. You know, God doesn't need for you to change your character so he can love you. But every problem in my life and every problem in your life is because of our character flaws. You know, we create these problems over and over again. We hurt people. We not only mess up our own lives, but we turn people against God. Mm-hmm. And so to say that God has no interest in our in, in developing our character, well, that was kind of the end of that friendship. But you know something? I couldn't sit there with a guy using my name saying right. that I was his influence or mentor or whatever term he was using and just just be silent because, Mm -hmm. again, God doesn't change his love for us because our character improves. But what does change, number one, is if we're committed to love, we want our character to change. We Mm -hmm. don't want to treat people bad, but the chaos goes out of our life and when we treat people differently. All of that is just The product of transformation, of becoming more like Jesus. And, you
1: know, we recently talked about pain and pleasure. And I think that one of the things that influenced me a lot with our relationship with you is that the whole fact about that sin is painful. And so yep. that it's not that you want to sin. You, it's not that I don't sin because I'm trying to be so righteous. I don't sin right. because I just understand consequences and pain. And I understand yep. that on such a deep level now that I can hate sin and I can yep. recognize it quickly and run from it. Not because I'm trying to be a perfect person, but yep. because I think that the love of God is just flowing through me and that I just under, and I I really do think think there's something to wanting something. And I'll tell you something. Absolutely. In the last few years, I have wanted wisdom more than ever before. And Mm. it's interesting because I'm sort of a fun-loving person, but I remember in elementary school, they had these tests that would test you for, um, I don't know why the school system did it, but they would test your development and all that kind of stuff. And it would tell you your number one priority and goal in life And I remember I had a different answer than any other kids in my class when we got our results back. And I'm in fourth grade, so it's not like I understand in depth, but I do have the memory because my number one goal was wisdom. And I thought, really, yes. And I think that's very interesting to me because mm-hmm. throughout the stream of my life, I love wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you will look for something you love and yes. want because you see the value in it. And when I read about wisdom, when I, when I, when I read the Book of Proverbs in the Passion translation, it talks about just describing the treasure that wisdom is. It just makes you want to dig for it and sacrifice yep. for it and be intentional yep. about it. And wisdom will naturally develop your character obviously because that's but it's not because anyone is waking up and telling me to go be better no. and get some no. wisdom you get what you want like you'll look for what you want
2: you know th- this is just this is an observation i mean it's, it's it's a little bit of an opinion but it's it's an observation like I say, again you know i got i got 40 something years of counseling people so i got i've got some experience some empirical yeah, observation to so. draw from yeah i'm convinced that for a lot of people, not for everybody, but I mean, for some people stop pursuing transformation because they're, you know, they they decide that they that they don't understand God, they don't believe they can have the life that they would enjoy if they pursue this, becoming like Jesus. But I'm convinced, based on my experience, that what where many people stop pursuing transformation is when religion inappropriately defines what we're transforming into and why we need mm-hmm. to transform.
1: I think it cuts off a desire right there. It just takes oh, it all yeah.
2: away. And so it becomes a negative burden mm-hmm. of yep. becoming something you're not instead yep. of just being who you really are. And
1: behaving.
2: Yeah. And so and so people lose that. And really, once that desire to for transformation is gone – you don't wake up every day then with passionate motivation to, to connect experience with God, God. Yeah, yeah. and to follow him. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, the hunger to keep growing as a person, to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better, a more effective minister, a better servant, you know, that, that passion is there every day. And that passion yes. every day makes me want to read and meditate yes. in God's word and, and experience him and... and you know, and you, I don't, you don't, you
1: don't, know, you don't work it up. You don't psych yourself no. up for that. That that is no. just who you are when you wake up in no. the morning, and that's why transformation is so beautiful because it is so natural and it is so. It, it I I feel it's very desire based. I feel like when he gives yep. us a new heart with new desires, those desires yep. are just in tune and mm-hmm. congruency with who he is.
0: Yeah. Yesterday I was reading and just just spending time taking a look at God's word and and I was taking a look at at. Um, the life of Paul, and this all had to do with finding peace with your past, you know, or finding peace within your story. Mm-hmm. And I was reading uh, Philippians chapter three, and in Philippians three, he he speaks about the priceless gain of knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. The, that, that wow, see, so even gain. those
1: two words like priceless oh, right. gain, like wow.
0: And and he says at the in. Uh, all throughout the chapter but in verses 12 13 14 he begins to describe the, the, the picture of of striving and straining mm-hmm. you know of moving on and he, and he and he says you know i haven't yet arrived and and he and he talks about you you've, you've tried so many other things but he says what i want to do is i want to know and I mm. want to experience. And he says, and I strain to reach the end of the race to receive the prize which God through Christ is calling us up to heaven. I am focusing all of my energies yes. on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Yeah. And and I just love the intention and the focus and the pursuit, you know, that I hear of his heart.
1: Yeah. And, and I love that, in the, in the actually, in the voice translation, it says there, I want to know him inside and out because mm-hmm. I'm charging ahead to gain everything and anything that he has in store for me because he has grabbed me and he hasn't let me go. I remember when I memorized that in the, in the voice, mm-hmm. I went, wow, like, that's a good picture for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm charging ahead to gain it. He's grabbed me and he hasn't let me go, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a good future. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, here's here's the sad part. You know, we know that the legalist will translate that in a negative way. I've got to strain. I've got to strive. I've right. got to work hard. I don't know. Right. But here's, here's, the, here's the even sadder thing. Most of the people who are presenting themselves as grace preachers and mercy preachers and love preachers, truth is they're actually legalists and they don't know it because they would translate that the same way the legalist would and say, well, see, no, we can't, this can't be for us because we can't strive. You know, we're not supposed to be striving and straining." You know, Paul is describing something, not that God's making him strive toward, it's something that he is so passionate about yes! because of how good mm-hmm. it is, because, you know, <laughs> we are created to pursue pleasure. yeah. And and when knowing and believing and experiencing that every time I take a step closer into my true identity, you know that transformation process, it gets better. Everything everything gets better. My yeah. wife loves my wife loves me more. My kid, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, everything goes better. There's less conflict. I'm healthier physically, mentally. You know, everything is better. And so you just want it. And plus, that experience. That every time you connect with Jesus in a way that takes you somewhere you've never been before, it's just like, it's, it's like the first time you kissed your wife it's like it, it's a brand new experience as you've never ever had before and and so you're always looking forward to the next time you know you're, you're gonna kiss his face yes because, you know and have but it's gonna be a brand new experience it's gonna it be like n- yes. nothing you've ever had before yes man that's and you know and best. you know these like what
1: you're describing is like a, I call it a God moment like it's just me and him and it's so real that it's more real than the the earth I'm standing on right now and and the thing is the more I seek transformation to become into my true identity and the more I seek experiencing his love every day and I Mm -hmm. cherish cherish wisdom and cherish knowing him those god moments are starting to happen a lot a lot more often they're starting to be my normal is to Mm -hmm. have a deep experience and you know this morning i i walked in the desert and i left bob i said hey you go to the park i'm going to the desert um in a couple things happened that I just want to mention. I was I go off the pathway often cuz there's n- this is complete solitude. When I say I'm in the desert, like it's in Arizona, there's cactus and stuff and right now there's grass cuz it rained a bunch, but there's nobody that can see me, which I love. That's my favorite mm. when I could do anything and no one would notice. Well, I was listening to music, which I believe is a heart language. Mm-hmm. And um I um and it just to be honest, it wasn't Christian music. It was just somebody singing it was inspiring I, you yeah it was inspiring me i'm not going to tell you who no. it was because you'd laugh too hard at me but anyway i was listening to music and i know you would you would die
0: <laughs> so, so, some kind of disco i'm no. sure
1: you guys you <laughs> guys are, okay you thermo. know what i'm going to tell you okay don't laugh it was barry manilow okay you oh, probably hate barry no manilow. i like barry okay well barry manilow I was looking at this song, and it was song I write the songs that. Okay, Jim, if you can, Jim probably hates Barry Manilow. I don't care. God used him. Okay, but he was singing the song I write the songs that make the whole world sing, and I was mm-hmm. feeling like God was saying. I created music. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. I you know, I write the songs that that speak of everything, whatever. So I looked up at the sky and the clouds were just like so beautiful. I started and Bob has has mentioned recently that it takes 1 second to in, um experience something negative. But it say, takes 20 seconds to experience something beautiful. Oh, so I have been stopping during my walk and just taking 20 seconds to mm-hmm. absorb whatever beautiful thing that is. So I stopped walking and for 20 seconds is longer than you think. Mm-hmm. And I just I got into those clouds and I absorbed the beauty of what they were. okay, so I, I'm just, I'm just loving this. This is like nurturing mm-hmm. the presence of God. Right. I walked a few more feet, and there was this five by five foot ish patch of yellow wildflowers, mm-hmm. just in the middle of nowhere that no one would stop to notice because no one even walks where I walk. But I stopped for at least for a mo- long time, and I just stared. And all of a sudden, I saw bees, you know, taking care of those little flowers and the detail of every little yellow flower. And then. Because I was so still for so long, the wind was gently, and they were dancing to the music I was listening to. Okay, you guys might think I'm some kind of crazy hippie at this point, but I was bawling that the Lord, sorry, I'm going to start crying, would do that for me because no one else saw that. Yeah. It was mine. Mm-hmm. He made all of those for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I never noticed that the wind would make them dance like that. Like I feel like all creation is in worship to Him, Mm -hmm. and that's those are just happening to me all the time. I'm like, whoa, He's just so. But see, that's you know,
2: that's just like you say, taking the time to notice. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, you you guys know I teach this a lot. It's like you know, until you can start noticing, (laughs) you don't know what's happening in you, around you, or whatever. So you know, I just think every day. Every day that we notice, we become more thankful. We become we become more connected to reality and
0: we have more motivation to keep making the journey. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: I'm
0: um, on my journey home, you mm. know, from being with the dog in the park. <laughs> let's let's take this this podcast full circle. Mm. And and I was just reminded of just many things to be thankful for in, in this, this element of noticing. And I was just reminded, and the Lord was just saying, just Take some time and begin to write those things down. Hmm. You know, we've we've shared and we help people and their relationships and, you know, just begin to put good practices in place. And one of them is just a gratitude journal, you know, just mm-hmm. a thankful journal. Just
1: That's you, all I did with those flowers. Exactly. Like, like I just took it in a very deep way.
0: Right. But the Lord's just reminding me, Bob, You, you just take some time okay. and begin to write these things down. Write these things down. And because we have so much ahead of us that is unknown there there there's so many uh like our not just our days but even our years it's like there's no way to know yeah there there we have no necessary security but i have all the security in the world exactly and he's he just reminded me begin to write down and begin to be thankful and and be, just you know remind your heart of this again, and you'll begin to see. I will I'll, I will continue to be faithful as I've always been faithful, and that that is you know life to me
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a transformation of of, of my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I'd like to just really take this time to um, thank you, listeners, for just being with us for this time today. And I really believe that God has spoken to you something very specific for you. Because you see, we speak words, but while we're speaking words, the Holy Spirit is speaking words to you that are very personal, mm-hmm. of even things of how you're going to apply this to life. Like there might be just something that Jim or Bob or I said that went, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to I'm going to do something. I'm going to take an action plan that's going to take me into the transformation process and into the presence of the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, be willing to recognize that, you know, you may have been walking in a circle and going around the same mountain again and again. And Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up about that or, or, you know, be all, you know, angry with yourself. Just take a moment and just pause and just recognize God's in your journey. Yeah. And he really, really does care a lot about you
1: well as we close this con- this uh, conference oh my gosh this podcast Jim thank you for joining us you know You're it welcome. means so much for us that you take this time and I want to encourage you as our listeners to go to livetransform.com there's a ton of incredible product there by dr. Jim Richards and by Bob and myself uh, one of the books that I've written this month is wake up smiling and I think that it would be a I know a lot of you purchased mm, it after uh, we really talked good. about it a few weeks ago but you will love that book I'm already getting a great response because it's, it's it really talks about experiencing God's mm-hmm. love and I we always encourage you to uh, pursue heart physics with dr. Jim Richards it's on the site there too yeah. but this is if this has made you hungry for more I just right. want you to tell that those are some of the action steps that you can take.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Hey, thank you everyone. Have a thank wonderful you. day. Visit the Live Transform website. Be sure to share this uh with friends. Let them know about it. And as well, go back and listen to previous podcasts and just be thankful. There's there's great things not only in store for you, but there are great things that are even in your past that you haven't even yet noticed. And you can begin to recognize and see the handprint of God. He says, I'm there. I'm with you. Yes. Today. Begin to turn up the truth. Be grateful. And we'll see you next time right here on The Transform.